high above 107 Columbia Street in the heart of the NIPTI Radio Capital District. Welcome to this week's edition of the NIPTI Practice Tips, where both our eyes are fastened onto the suntan oil as we are in a balmy 60 plus degree day. Today we're going to be discussing prior consistent statements. So let's get going. When your witness is impeached with a prior inconsistent statement, that is a statement made by the witness outside of the present proceeding, which is inconsistent with his or her present testimony, you are generally not permitted on redirect examination to introduce evidence that the witness had made previous statements that were consistent with his or her present testimony. This evidence is commonly referred to as a prior consistent statement. This rule applies to the defense as well as to the people. The impeaching party is not introducing the inconsistent statement for its truth, but only to discredit the testimony of the witness. Allowing the impeached party to introduce a prior consistent statement in this context would not negate the fact that the witness had at one time made an inconsistent statement with the one to which she is now testifying. See, for example, People v. McLean, a Court of Appeals decision from 1987. There are, however, with this said, circumstances in which the impeached party may introduce a prior consistent statement previously made by the impeached witness. The two most common exceptions are, number one, when the impeachment comes from a document in which there are additional portions of the witness's statement, or on occasion even from a different document, which clarifies or put the alleged inconsistency into a more appropriate context. Number two, a prior consistent statement is admissible when the impeaching party is claiming or inferring that the inconsistency is the result of a recent motive to fabricate, such as a deal made with the prosecutor, and there exists a statement consistent with the testimony which predates that motive to fabricate. In the case of People v. Melendez, a Court of Appeals decision from 1982, the court addressed the issue of the introduction of prior consistent statements of the people's witnesses when the defense opened the door for this with their cross-examination. The court noted, where cross-examination raises the inference that the witness's testimony was the product of a recent fabrication, a party on redirect may refute this allegation either by introducing consistent statements made by the witness at a time when there was no motive to lie, or by having the witness explain why the information was not disclosed earlier. In addition, in situations where only part of a statement has been brought out on cross-examination, the other parts may be introduced on redirect examination for the purpose of explaining or clarifying that statement. When your witness is impeached with a prior inconsistent statement, the first thing you should determine is whether the source of the inconsistency, such as a police report or grand jury testimony, also contains a prior consistent statement. If it does, then you might well be able to introduce this prior consistent statement on redirect or rebuttal to put the alleged inconsistency into context. In the Court of Appeals decision of People v. Tory, a very core case in this area from 1977, the people impeached a defense witness with an omission from his grand jury testimony when the defense attempted to rehabilitate the witness with another portion of the grand jury testimony which included the omitted material, the trial court did not permit the introduction of this evidence, calling it improper bolstering. The Court of Appeals held this ruling to be error and reversed the conviction. The court held, 
but only part of a statement is drawn out on cross-examination. The other parts may be introduced on redirect examination for the purpose of explaining or clarifying that statement. This basic rule of evidence is not limited to use only by the defense. This holding is as applicable to the people as it is to the defense. A more recent Court of Appeals decision, People v. Ochoa and Figueroa from 2010, has the same decision, the same holding, and in fact cites People v. Tory, from which we just read, as foundation for its holding that when a part of a statement made by a witness is used to impeach, the other parts may be introduced on redirect examination for the purpose of explaining or clarifying that statement. In the Ochoa case, it is the defense that was challenging the credibility of the people's witness, and it was the people who were permitted to introduce the prior consistent statement. A recent fabrication, on the other hand, is an inconsistency which the opposing party claims is an intentional misstatement by the witness. The impeaching party will claim that there is a specific reason for the witness to have changed his or her story or added to it, which arose after she or he had made the original statement to law enforcement. An example of this would be in a robbery case. The witness is initially interviewed by a member of law enforcement and gives a relatively brief description of the perpetrator. Subsequent to that time, but before any arrest, the witness is subsequently interviewed by another member of law enforcement, often a detective who is going to go into greater detail with the victim of both the event and the description. And at that time, the witness gives a much more detailed description of the perpetrator. At trial, the defense will impeach the witness with their first statement, in which there are many details omitted as to the appearance of the individual. The clear inference from this is that the witness has had the opportunity, subsequent to that description, to have seen the defendant not only at the time of the arrest, but even in court and thus has been able to add details to that description which he or she was not able to give initially. However, under these circumstances, you should be permitted to introduce that second description given to law enforcement which included these details omitted in the original description because they were given before the time of the arrest and before the time of the trial. Take a look at the case of People v. Hughes a second department case from 2001 in which leave to the Court of Appeals was denied. Court wrote, We find, however, that the 9-11 tape qualified for admission under the prior consistent statement exception to the hearsay rule. While ordinarily a witness's trial testimony may not be bolstered with pretrial statements, where a witness's testimony is assailed either directly or inferentially as a recent fabrication, the witness may be rehabilitated with prior consistent statements that predated the motive to falsify. The defense secured a written statement from the victim, Mr. Sullivan, while he was subsequently incarcerated. In that statement, he denied ever having seen the face of the perpetrator because he wore a mask and indicated that the police had forced him to identify the defendant as the perpetrator, even though it wasn't true. Now, clearly, the primary purpose of eliciting this testimony was to impeach Sullivan's identification of the defendant as the perpetrator and to suggest he had fabricated the defendant's involvement in the crime as a response to alleged police coercion. There existed, however, a tape of a 9-11 call by Sullivan, which antedated the existence of his self-interest motive. 
it was properly received as a prior consistent statement to rehabilitate his credibility as a witness. When the defense impeaches your witness with a prior and consistent statement, always consider the method in which that was secured. If it was secured by an investigator for the defense, your witness will often tell you that he or she wanted no part of this individual and rather than get involved, simply denied any knowledge and was afraid to indicate that he or she did identify the defendant or was going to testify at trial. This is very strong evidence that you can use on rebuttal to any impeachment secured by an investigator if this is the situation in which the witness gave such a statement. In the context of recent fabrication, because the prior consistent statement must have occurred before the motive to fabricate arose, when the witness is a former defendant who has pled guilty and is now cooperating and testifying for the people, the use of a prior consistent statement can be difficult for the people. The reason for this is the argument that the defense will make that the motive for this witness to lie basically occurred at the time in which he or she was taken into custody and before he or she made any statement to law enforcement. Thus, arguing to the court that any change in a statement by that witness cannot be rehabilitated by the argument that the motive to fabricate postdated the statement. The more incriminating the statement made by this potential co-defendant, as well as how consistent it is with the story told by your witnesses, the better the chance is that the court will permit it to be introduced. With that said, there are a significant number of situations and cases to back this up that will permit the introduction of prior consistent statements of your witnesses to undercut a claim of recent fabrication by the defense. A good example is a case of People v. Boyd, a Court of Appeals decision from all the way back in 1983 where the defendant was charged with having been involved in a number of narcotic sales to an undercover officer over a period of months. The defense impeached the officer with the omission of the defendant's name from two of the buy reports. The people were properly permitted to introduce a buy report that predated the other two reports. Since the defense had made at least implicit assertions of recent fabrication by inferring that the police decided to implicate the defendant in the two earlier events, only after finding him at the buy location at a later date, the even earlier report with his name predated the motive to lie, and thus it was admissible. Another example is the case of People v. McDaniel, a Court of Appeals decision from 1993. The defendant was charged with rape. The defense impeached the victim with statements made two weeks later to a detective and to an ADA which omitted any mention of the rape. The defense was alleging that the victim, the defendant's girlfriend's daughter, was improperly influenced by the woman's new boyfriend, the detective, and the ADA. He argued that any prior consistent statements made after they spoke to the victim were inadmissible. However, any statements made by the victim after the alleged crime but before speaking to those people who allegedly influenced her were properly admitted. In this case, unfortunately, the court admitted both the proper and improper statements. Now, keep in mind that the defense will always attempt to convince the trial court that they are only trying to impeach the witness and are not alleging any intentional recent fabrication by the witness. 
This argument is made because, as noted earlier, the general rule is that when a witness is impeached with a prior inconsistent statement, the impeached party is not permitted to rehabilitate him or her by introducing previous consistent statements. Hopefully, it will be clear to the court that when the intent is there of the defense to argue to the jury on summation that the witness has intentionally either added something or omitted something from their testimony in order to strengthen the case, you will be permitted to introduce the prior consistent statement. Well, folks, we definitely broke the sound barrier today. My apologies for going well beyond our unofficial time limitation for these podcasts. The next one will have the reins pulled in. Our thanks, as always, to our crack producer and man about town, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends. <laughs>